Welcome to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and this is episode number 144 of the podcast. And in this edition of the podcast, I'm talking about Celtics head coach, Brad Stevens, because a lot of people have been talking about Brad Stevens possibly being on the hot seat, and they ask the question, should Brad Stevens still be the head coach of the Boston Celtics? And while I think that's an interesting question, here's the better question. Has Brad Stevens underachieved as Celtics head coach or overachieved as Celtics head coach in his eight years? Because I think there are clear examples of him doing both things. Think about the state of the Boston Celtics when Brad Stevens first took the job in 2013. Doc Rivers, who had coached the Celtics for nine years and won a championship, left the team to coach the Clippers because he thought at that time the Clippers had a better chance of competing for a championship and he didn't want to be part of a rebuild. And all of the talk was how Rajon Rondo was about to get a max contract, but nobody thought he was really worthy. And the second best player on the Celtics at that time was Jeff Green and Brad Stevens came in and had a rough first season. The team won 29 games, but quickly that second season, Brad Stevens was the head coach. The team turned things around. They traded for Isaiah Thomas. We all know how that worked out. He had seasons where he averaged 28 points per game. He also had some of the best years from players like Evan Turner, Jay Crowder, Kelly Olynyk, and Avery Bradley. Like He got the most out of those players to the point where they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals with that group of guys. And nobody expected the Celtics to be that good that quickly. That was a quick turnaround. He had turned a guy who in Isaiah Thomas was the last pick in the NBA draft into an all-star caliber point guard. I mean, at that point in his tenure, we were all talking about how Brad Stevens was turning silver into gold. And then things for Brad quickly changed when the team traded for Kyrie Irving. The Celtics, we all thought, were overachievers now became the legitimate heavy favorites to win an NBA championship because they brought in Kyrie. Now they add Al Horford. They signed Gordon Hayward, who Brad coached in college. And oh, by the way, they had two number three picks that were two players on the rise in Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. So yes, the Celtics became prohibitive favorites. And they also had really good role players like Marcus Morris, Terry Rozier, and Marcus Smart. So yes, the Celtics became the prohibitive favorite and they went from being underdogs to prohibitive favorites to win the NBA championship. They were going to be that next team that overtakes the Golden State Warriors and ends up winning two or three NBA championships. And that didn't happen. And some of that is on Brad Stevens. Some of that is on Kyrie Irving. But that is the exact moment when our perspective on Brad Stevens changed as a head coach because we thought to ourselves, wow, maybe Maybe he can't handle these superstars. Maybe he can't handle a guy like Kyrie Irving. Maybe he can only handle a guy like Isaiah Thomas who doesn't have that cachet, who's not looked at like a face of a franchise type of player. So I think that is the moment when a lot of people change their opinions on Brad Stevens as a head coach. And we all remember what happened with that first year with Kyrie Irving. He missed the postseason and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown basically led the Boston Celtics 
to within a game of making the NBA Finals. And Gordon Hayward was injured his entire first season, so we thought that that second year, we were like, wow, this is going to become the best basketball team of all time, and that simply did not happen. They went in the opposite direction. They had a really bad regular season, and then in the postseason, they were trampled by the Milwaukee Bucks, and at that point, we basically all knew that there was 0.0 chance that Kyrie Irving was going to keep to his promise and remain a Celtic for the rest of his career. So at that moment, the entire state of the Boston Celtics were in flux, and everyone's opinion on Brad Stevens had changed dramatically. But for those people who were against Brad Stevens, I'll give you this. He bounced back in maybe the best way possible. The team was able to sign Kemba Walker, and then that next regular season, the Boston Celtics were right back in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Miami Heat. Even though in that offseason, they lost Al Horford to the Sixers, Kyrie to the Nets, Terry Rozier to the Hornets, and Marcus Morris to the Knicks. I think it was super impressive that the Celtics were able to still make the Eastern Conference Finals with Kemba Walker, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and a little help from Gordon Hayward. And then we get to this season where the Celtics are struggling. They are, as I record this, a game below 500, even though they have two all-stars in Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Listen, I thought going into this season, the Celtics would have a much improved bench. I thought they would be able to get something out of Jeff Teague. I thought they'd be able to get a lot out of Tristan Thompson, and that has simply not been the case. The off-season additions to the Boston Celtics have not really worked out. And I think one fair criticism of Brad Stevens this year in particular is his rotations. They don't make any sense. He's basically playing everyone who is on the Boston Celtics roster. I know the rotations are really big because there aren't as many good players on the Celtics right now, but one thing I do like about Brad Stevens this year and what I think he's doing an excellent job of is getting things out of players you wouldn't expect. I know Peyton Pritchard is a first-round draft pick, but I think he has gotten a heck of a first season out of Peyton Pritchard. Pritchard has played better than Aaron Neesmith. He's also getting a lot out of Robert Williams. I think these young players are going to turn into significant role players in years to come. And the future of the Celtics, to me, actually looks bright when you think of the fact that Tatum, Brown, Pritchard, Robert Williams, Aaron Neesmith are going to be part of a core moving forward. I think the Celtics are building for the long haul, and I think Brad Stevens is the right coach to coach them during the long haul. Do I think the Celtics are going to turn it around this year and make it to the Eastern Conference Finals? No. Do I think they're going to make the postseason? Yes. Do I think there's a possibility of them making the second round of the postseason? Yes, because the Eastern Conference isn't very good as a whole, and I still think when you have two All-Stars and you make the postseason, you have a really good chance of winning a round or two. I still think there's a chance of happening, but I think there are better teams in the Eastern Conference right now than the Boston Celtics. Obviously, the Brooklyn Nets and Philadelphia 76ers are better. I would also put the Miami Heat. They're going to get better than the Boston Celtics. There are three teams right there, and not to mention the Milwaukee Bucks. I know a lot of people are down on the Bucks. I still think with Giannis Antetokounmpo, they're still better than the Boston Celtics. So those are the four teams right there that are better than the Celtics. But do I still think the Celtics are probably the fifth best team in the Eastern Conference? Yes. Is that the best place for the Celtics to be right now? No, because you have Tatum and you have Brown, and you are on the path to becoming 
getting prohibitive favorites, but that path did not work out. So I think long term, the Celtics are in a good place. Do I think the Celtics should make a big trade with that trade exception so that they can win this year? No, because I think that's a lost cause. I don't think making a big trade to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals and lose is worth it to me. I want to see this group grow and see if they can become title contenders down the line. There are too many teams in the NBA right now who have a better chance of winning the NBA Finals than the Boston Celtics do. Do I want to see them get above 500 and compete for a playoff spot? Absolutely. We all do. But I don't want them to give up their long-term future so they can improve on a year where they really don't have a title chance anyway. Another reason why I don't feel like Brad Stevens deserves all the blame for the Celtics struggle is how am I supposed to be mad at the fact that his max point guard Kemba Walker is not playing very well against top-notch elite teams. Kemba Walker had his two worst games against the Utah Jazz and the LA Lakers. And if Kemba Walker had hit four of his shots against the LA Lakers, the Celtics would have gotten a win in that game. And the same thing with the Utah Jazz. Now that one, the Utah Jazz won by a lot more, but that Lakers game went into overtime. So if Kemba Walker had hit at least like seven of those shots that he missed, guess what? The Celtics would have won that game far and away. So I don't know how I can blame Brad Stevens for the fact that his max point guard isn't playing at an elite level. Now last night against the Pacers, as I record this, Kemba Walker had a really good game. This Celtics team is only going to go as far as Kemba Walker can play well because Tatum and Brown need help and Kemba Walker is the only guy who can provide the type of scoring help that those two all-stars need right now. I can't blame Brad Stevens for the struggles of Kemba Walker. His shot selection has been bad and of course his percentage shooting has been putrid up until this point. Do I think Kemba Walker is going to turn it around? Yes, but my fear about Kemba Walker this year is that he can't play well against elite defenders. I think he's putting up numbers against teams like the Hawks that don't have guards that can guard him and then when he plays elite defenders he plays really bad. For example, against the Lakers and Jazz he was terrible against elite defenders. That's my biggest fear with Walker. When they play teams with elite defense he's not going to be able to show up. I hope I'm wrong about that. I hope he can put up some good games against some good defenders but right now that's my biggest fear with Kemba Walker moving forward. One of the reasons I feel like the Celtics are going to turn it around a little bit this year is because Marcus Smart is going to come back and he is arguably the best passer on the team. I think he is inarguably the best passer on the team. He averages six assists per game, but this is what I want Marcus Smart's role to be as the sixth man. I think this bench needs to drastically improve and I think Marcus Smart needs to be that guy. I want Marcus Smart to turn into like Andre Iguodala was with the Golden State Warriors. That would be the perfect role for Marcus Smart moving forward. He's not good enough to be a starter because when he's a starter, he jacks up shots and he takes them away from your star players. But having him on the bench to help Peyton Pritchard, Aaron Neesmith, Robert Williams get better, I think that's the perfect role for Marcus Smart moving forward. He needs to become the sixth man for the Boston Celtics. He needs that type of role, that Andre Iguodala Golden State Warriors role. That's what I need from Marcus Smart moving forward. And once they get him back and if he can play at that elite level, I think that's a big upgrade for that bench. I don't want Marcus Smart as the starter anymore. I want him as the sixth man of the Boston Celtics. And if that 
can happen, I think the Celtics can turn this year around. And the other move I would make is make Robert Williams my starting center. He is the future of the center position for the Boston Celtics. And I hear all this talk how Robert Williams is too inconsistent to be their starter. Guess what? A guy like Clint Capella who came into the league, he wasn't putting up double-doubles right when he walked in. The Houston Rockets gave him a chance to be the starter and he developed into the elite center he is today. That's what needs to happen with Robert Williams. He needs to start over Daniel Tice. He needs to start over Tristan Thompson. Make Robert Williams your starting center tomorrow. That needs to happen. So those are the two moves that I would make. I would make Marcus Smart my sixth man and I would make Robert Williams my starting center for the rest of this season. And I do believe he can become a Clint Capella-like guy who can put up a double-double and bring the energy every night along guys like Tatum and Brown. That's what the Celtics need. Those are the two moves I personally would make. Getting back to Brad Stevens, I think the biggest argument going on between Celtics fans and the media is whose fault is it this year? Is it Brad Stevens as the coach or is it Danny Ainge as the general manager? Like I said earlier, the two moves that Danny Ainge made this offseason have not worked so far. Tristan Thompson was brought in to stop elite big men. In two times, he has been roasted by elite big men. Joel Embiid put up huge numbers against Tristan Thompson, and so did Nikola Jokic. Now, the Celtics were able to beat the Nuggets in that game, but Tristan Thompson played terribly against elite big men so far this season, and Jeff Teague has looked like a shell of himself. Now, I know you got Jeff Teague for like the minimum, but I thought you were going to reinvent the career of Jeff Teague, and that has not happened. And the other critique about Danny Ainge was his unwillingness to trade Gordon Hayward to the Indiana Pacers for, let's say, Miles Turner and Doug McDermott. Do I think those players would have been good on the Boston Celtics? Yes. But I think Miles Turner is a bit overrated. I think he's a big man who just shoots too many frees. I think he's an elite shot blocker, but when it comes to rebounding and defense, I'm not that big of a fan. And Doug McDermott is a streaky three-point shooter. I think he would have been a nice addition, but I want to wait and see what Danny Ainge does with that trade exception. Because if he gets an all-star caliber player this offseason with it, then all those people who wanted Doug McDermott and Miles Turner might look foolish. For all those people who want Brad Stevens fired immediately, I think there are arguments for and against moving on from a good coach. The Nuggets fired George Carl and took a step back. Same thing happened with the Memphis Grizzlies when they fired Lionel Collins. Those two teams got rid of coaches that didn't win NBA championships, but they were really good, steady coaches, and those teams did not improve after firing those two really good head coaches. Now, that's the argument against. The argument for, the Raptors fired Dwayne Casey, brought in Nick Nurse and Kawhi Leonard, and ended up winning an NBA championship. Now, could Dwayne Casey have won an NBA championship with Kawhi Leonard? I'll never know the answer to that, but the Raptors did make the move and fire the guy who had just won Coach of the Year and hired Nick Nurse and won an NBA championship. So I think that's an argument for. The other argument for is the Golden State Warriors moved on from Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson had gotten the Golden State Warriors to become a really good team. They were a playoff team. They had Steph, Clay, Draymond had a really good year under Mark Jackson. The Golden State Warriors fired Mark Jackson, brought in Steve Kerr, and won three NBA championships and became the dominant team of their era. So that's an argument for. Those teams did not keep steady. They got rid of their good coaches and they were
were able to improve drastically and win an NBA championship. But I also think that there's an another argument that keeping a coach you believe in during a rough patch is something that you should do. You should not just fire a coach to improve right at this moment. If you believe, if the Celtics believe Brad Stevens is the right coach, I think they should keep him. Just look at Eric Spolstra. Eric Spolstra won titles with LeBron James and Dwayne Wade, and then the Miami Heat went through a rough patch, and they kept Eric Spolstra, and they were rewarded with that fact that they kept him, because last year, they got back to the NBA Finals. They didn't give up on Eric Spolstra when things looked bad. They kept him because he's an elite coach, and the same thing happened with the Dallas Mavericks and Rick Carlisle. They won a championship with Dirk Nowitzki and Rick Carlisle, and then the Dallas Mavericks went through a rough patch, and now Rick Carlisle looks like the perfect head coach for the Dallas Mavericks, along with Luka Doncic. He's the perfect head coach for them right now, and they didn't give up on him during their rough patch. Now, I get what you're saying. Brad Stevens has not won an NBA championship, but he has gone to the Eastern Conference Finals three of the last four years, and no coach has a winning season every year. That's my biggest argument to keep Brad Stevens. Phil Jackson and Greg Popovich are outliers. They are not the norm. Just because you are not having the season you thought you were going to have does not mean you should move on from a guy like Brad Stevens if you truly believe he is an elite level head coach. And right now, I still believe in Brad Stevens becoming one of the better head coaches in Boston Celtics history and maybe being able to compete for a championship with Brad Stevens as your head coach. I'm just not ready to give up on a guy who is 44 years old with a 333 and 262 record. I still think if you give him enough talent, he can win a championship and become one of the best head coaches in Boston Celtics history. Those are my thoughts on the matter. I also just think this is a weird year for the NBA right now, where there's only a few elite level teams. Right now, there are only three teams in the Eastern Conference with an above 500 record. And I think it's because of the shorter offseason. Remember, we are living in the COVID times. You don't want to make a drastic decision like giving up on Brad Stevens in this weird season. You just played in the bubble. You got to the Eastern Conference Finals. And listen, I still think the Celtics can turn this year around, but I think they should be looking more on the long term. Again, things didn't work out with Kyrie. They didn't become those title winners we all thought they were going to be. But right now, I don't think is the right time to fire Brad Stevens. If you were going to let go of anyone, I would get rid of Danny Ainge before I got rid of Brad Stevens because Danny Ainge is the person who is at fault for where you are right now. This roster is not an elite level roster. They have two all-stars and then the rest of them are nice pieces. Daniel Tice is a good player. Marcus Smart is a good player, but the rest of them can have moments to shine, but they have not been super consistent. Robert Williams has had moments. He's not consistent yet. Neesmith has had moments. He's not consistent at all. These guys, they are good players, but they are not the talent caliber of winning an NBA championship. And that is more on the GM than it is on the head coach. For all 
these people that want to move on from Brad Stevens, I think that would be a mistake. And to answer my own question, I think you can make the biggest argument that Brad Stevens has overachieved as his time as the Celtics head coach and not underachieved. He's been able to bounce back after seasons where he's lost star players like Rajon Rondo, like Al Horford, like Kyrie Irving. He's gone through the adversity and yet he's still been able to go to the Eastern Conference Finals three of the last four years. I want a more consistent model organization and that's what I think Brad Stevens brings to the Boston Celtics. Consistency. I still think he's the right guy to be the head coach of the Boston Celtics moving forward. Is he without fault? Absolutely not. But does he deserve the brunt of the blame? No. So I want to see the Boston Celtics turn things around with Brad Stevens as their head coach. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Head Dead Podcast. I'm Cam McKinney. There'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. So please rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs>